Creeper in the studio right now hanging out with me. They're going to be playing tonight with Hatebreed. It is 20 years of perseverance. I remember buying that CD at Target the day it came out. Guys, uh, welcome back to the studio. Welcome back to Seattle. Welcome back to KISW. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So I, I previously have had J- Chase on the show a couple times, but this is the first time I've had the full band. So this is the full Gate Creeper experience. Let's go around the room. Tell me what your name is and what you do for Gate Creeper. I'm Eric, and I play guitars. I'm Alex. I play bass. I'm Matt, and I play drums. I'm Izzy, and I play guitar. I'm Chase, and I'm the lead singer, head coach. Yes. <laughs> So okay, so head coach, are you kind of the band dad? Are you like the the TM kind of? Uh, for some things, Eric's kind of the band dad too of of, of certain things. We we all have our own uh, place where we're the dad. Okay, nice. Yeah. So one one thing that uh, people probably can't see too much right now is you have a hat on with an American flag. It's, it looks bedazzled. It says I don't call. Or we don't dial nine one one. Was that like a Bucky's pickup? Where'd you get that? It was, it was a truck stop somewhere. Okay. I, I, this is actually from a truck stop in Beaver, Utah. Beaver, Utah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, uh, this has been your first time back in Seattle in a, in a couple of years. Or have you have you played here? Um, we played here uh, earlier this year at Numos. That's right. Headline, sh- headline tour. That's right. That was with Narrowhead. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was a cool show. That was uh, a really. And yep. you guys headlined that. Um, yeah. Did you guys specifically just like mix it up with that that lineup? Yeah, I mean, we tried to mix it up. I mean, earlier that year, uh, we had done a tour with Obituary, yep. which was you know kind of catering to the to the straight up death metal fan. Yeah. So after that, we wanted to follow it up with something a little bit more mixed up to get other people out to the shows. Nice. Right on. And how did it get, how did it go? It went over pretty well. Yeah, it was great. That was awesome. Yeah. The, the whole tour was really awesome. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see uh, how everything really sparked off with that diverse with that diverse lineup. So nice. That cool. That's awesome. So uh, unexpected reality is out now. Uh, it's been out uh, since you know, a couple, couple of years now. Or January year? tw- January twenty one. It came out twenty one. Okay, it's such a weird you know timeline. I. I I interviewed you like within the pandemic, you know, and and you know there was that time where we were doing Zoom interviews, and there was always that awkward lag of like, all right, hold on, Who, who's oh it, oh it, it, yeah, oh it, oh you know, so, but it's good to have like live in person interviews. It's actually my first time I've had a, a like a touring band in studio, so this is kind of special. So, so nice, um, yeah. So I guess um, you know I've had Chase on, so <clears throat> fill me in with you guys, like. Um, what was your first foray into metal? Into like underground music? Let's go around the room. What was your first like, uh, like, was it a show or was so it like I a had, CD you got by I was, accident? I was lucky. I had um, my sister, my older sister, shout out Haley, Avi. Um, she she was always into hardcore and metal and stuff, and so she was always there, and I'd, I'd watch from a distance. I'd like listen, you know. She'd be listening to stuff in her room. What was she into? She was into all sorts of stuff. She was into like ska and hardcore yep. and freaking like punk and metal. But on um, when I was real little at Christmas, she gave she put um, a Cannibal Corpse CD, Gore Obsessed, in a in a um, my stocking. That's awesome. She snuck it in. Yeah. And I found it, and I was like, I remember listening to that for the for the first time, just being like, I have no idea what this is, but this is really cool. Yeah. And uh, just all kind of started from there. But I was lucky to have like uh, my sister there, kind of. 
showing me the ropes, you know, and stuff and different things. So that was years fun. later. You get to tour with Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, exactly. that's so crazy. <laughs> no, man. I know. So cool. I told them that story. Yeah, it was funny, but that, that was awesome. So I was always felt lucky to have her in my life for that. And um, she would take me to shows and stuff. And yeah, we have lots. Of, there's a lot of good bands in Tucson and Arizona and stuff. So there's a cool scene out there. And so yeah, I always felt like there was like plenty of opportunities to get involved in that. So that's awesome. That man. was fun. Hell yeah! So how about you guys? Uh, I feel like uh, probably like back in the day, like in middle school, like probably just from seeing like people's shirts that they're wearing like uh, i found like black dahlia murder yeah and that was like really big for me like that was like Absolutely. the most like extreme i had heard at the time for sure and like from there i was like hell yeah like what were they listening to and got into at the gates yep. from there it was like oh like this whole like sweden thing mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of sick ass death metal bands from here got into entombed dismember and then the rest is you got the nihilist like, back patch got the nihilist back patch yeah. years later yeah, so dude. yeah so it really kind of started with them. As far as, like, extreme metal goes, yeah. they were, like, really big for me, for Absolutely. sure. And that's yeah. one thing that, you know, R.I.P. Trevor Sternett, it's yeah. one thing that, like, that guy was always, like, well-known for is just, like, putting on these bands. Like, he yeah, he wore sure. his influences on his sleeves. Yeah, like, literally. And, and literally on yeah. his T-shirts, you Absolutely. know. He was always repping those bands, and he was always, you know, going out of his way to, like, bring, like, I was talking with Alex Mundeth. Like, they, he, he fought to get them on tour for their first tour. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, touring with After the Burial and Black Dahlia. Like, he was, like, straight up, like, that guy, which mm-hmm. is really cool. So mm-hmm. just had to throw that in there. And how about you, man? Uh, I grew up in Tucson, yeah, the same place as Eric. So there was a lot of hardcore going on at that time in the late '90s, early 2000s. So most of my friends were listening to like hardcore or what yep. what became metalcore at the time. I don't where think Eagles Dare. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's an Arizona yeah. band. Yeah. Uh, Life in Pictures. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overcome. There's a lot of there's a lot of like metalcore stuff oh, going yeah. on. The Face Down movement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I rem- one of my friends in junior high, we were hanging. He was like, "Yo, you got to check out this record." And he said, I remember he he told me this is the soundtrack to me uh, getting killed and taking PCP and getting murdered by the oh, cops. Okay. And he put on uh, Decapitated Spheres of Madness. Yes. And I was just, uh, that was like the death metal moment for me. Like, holy <laughs> sh**. Yeah, so that was that was the moment for me when I was like, wow, death metal, this is this is it. Yeah, so. that's awesome. And how about you, man? Uh, I got pretty lucky, too. I had an older brother that got me into like Sepultura and oh, killer. Pantera and shit. Yeah, so that, that was definitely my introduction into. Metal. Does he like Gate Creeper? Yeah, he loves Gate dude, Creeper. Dude, that's <laughs> sick, dude. That's awesome. And and Chase, you can remind us. We, we there's documentation of this in the past episodes, but why don't you uh, fill us in again? I mean, I I I, uh, I had a cousin who got me into this stuff younger, so I, my intro was through punk and mm-hmm. through skateboarding, yep. and then through skate videos, hearing a lot of extreme music for the first time and. Um, yeah, that was that was my entry point. Best skate company was it Zero? Do you think? Yeah, the Zero videos had the best soundtrack. That's yeah, probably, the first time I ever heard Slayer was in a Zero video. Yep, um, the Toy Machine videos had good stuff, and then the CKY videos. Um, and I think a big part for me too. I think some of the other guys said is like uh, around that time was when Jamie Josta was hosting Headbangers mm, yes. Ball, and a lot of those full bands. circle. Yeah, so now we're on tour with. Mr. Jost himself. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to bring that up. I used to watch. I used yeah. to stay home yep. and watch that. Like, yep. Like that was, that's, I found so many bands through that. that I so remember cool. like we had, so there was a band in Seattle, Himsa, and they, yeah. like, they were one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah. And I remember like it was appointment viewing when Himsa's in studio on Headbangers Ball tonight. <laughs> Holy shit. 
dude. <laughs> and like Nevermore, one time they were up there, so we were just like, Jamie's representing Seattle, man. So cool. Yeah, it's so awesome. So yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that. What's it been like being on? You know, this is a monumental tour for Hatebreed fans. For for I mean, they're they're such a band that like. People know the name, even if they're not into, you know, like death metal, they know Hatebreed, oh, you know, yeah. because he had that, you know, huge, he had that pulpit with, with, with Headbangers Ball, you know, he had that. Um, so, you know, what's it been like? Have you guys had some FaceTime with Jamie? Have you guys hung out with the band at all? Yeah. I mean, we've hung out with the band a lot. Um, we've had some FaceTime, a little bit of FaceTime with Jamie, but yeah. uh, all the guys in the band are super awesome. They're hanging out and oh, yeah. they're right wearing our shirts on stage. That's they're, awesome. Uh, Given us, you know, Matt's been broing down with the drummer. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, guitar player's been hanging out, talking shop. Yep. Um, it's been cool. Yeah, the been stories awesome. are cool, too. Like, I saw I saw them. First time I saw them was 2004. It was, God forbid, Hatebreed, um, Slayer, and Slipknot. And Slipknot played over Slayer. I remember being very mad. Yep. But <laughs> I talked to them about that tour. And, like, that was such a big tour to see for me. You know, as like a young kid, yep. like seeing Slayer for the first time in Hatebreed. Mm -hmm. It was really cool to like talk to him about that. They've toured with Slayer like seven times. Yeah. It's just so cool. That's and crazy. Like, so like, yeah, just talking about that. And like all, they have such crazy stories and stuff. And they know everyone. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like doing all those old Oz, the Ozfests and stuff is crazy. Yeah. yeah what a career. We spent a few late nights in their van just like punishing them with That's questions all, hey. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They played I, Ozfest more than like any band ever i think like, yeah, like, yeah. Of, yeah and and the uh i mean the the guitar players uh sean martin and mm -hmm. uh frank i mean they've played in integrity 100 demons yep. yeah terror 100 demons like, twitching they, tongues yeah, yeah they have it's crazy all kinds of stories yeah, yeah. matt too man. Yeah, matt was an all-out all war. war yeah damn freaking uh wayne was a. Uh, Rihanna's guitar, guitar tech, tech what? in 2007. Wow. He was, you can see him on SNL. He's That's the, crazy. He's, one of, yeah, he's in the back, like, <laughs> changing the guitar. <laughs> it's funny that you say, like, you, you spend some late nights, like, punishing the band, and that's one thing that, like, I've said it before, you know, I have a position where I can punish bands. You know what I mean? I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, there's a reason for me to punish. It's if I wasn't doing a radio show, I would probably be punishing you guys <laughs> by your tour bus. But just the fact of the matter is, is I get to have you guys up here to a studio, so there's a reason to do it. Yeah. So professional, punisher. professional punisher. <laughs> exactly. That needs to be a T-shirt for the but, I think it's cool being able to tour with these bands that you know we've looked up to, or mm -hmm. you know we got into that were gateways to heavy music for us and. It's, it's helped us as a band you know we're also fans so we get to punish them but also yep. we get to every time we tour with a, a band that's been around for a long time or a band we look up to we learn how to be a better band yep. we learn how to tour um you know dating back to cannibal corpse or whatever it is yeah, that was like five years ago but we learned like all right this is how you operate like as a as a career band yeah. and we learn more and more every time that we tour with a band that we look up to and and that's just knowledge being pushed put, put you know just it's just straight up knowledge dude like th that's how you're learning this ropes is by by talking with these people that have been through the wars you know exactly yeah. like last week or when a couple of days ago whenever two or two <clears throat> we played in albuquerque and uh, obituary jumped on awesome so it was us it, you know it was a package but obituary between us and Haybreed. and we were uh hanging out and it was uh trevor um, and then trevor the guitar player of obituary Matt from uh, Hatebreed and, and I talking about how it was like the three of us all like, you know, like almost like three generations, yep. you know, and he look he has all these stories back in the day of like being nervous to talk to Trevor, yeah, you know, and then I don't know, it's just cool to see 
all these eight, the different generations of metal mm-hmm. bands and stuff touring together, getting to play together and learn yep. from each other, but and share experiences. It's really cool. So it was just a cool moment. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing is is, is and, and I'll mention that um, another R.I.P. Riley Gale. Um, that guy, we interviewed him, you know, about a year before he passed from from Metal Shop, uh, and he said something really important. He said like, you know, these bands, like these legacy artists, are in a position right now where. They should be bringing out the new blood because there's like a such a gap between the legacy artist and and I'm not gonna call out any bands, you know, but you know who I'm talking about, all retro or all legacy, but like we're, they're at a point where they can bring up that new one. Maybe it'd be hard because you would smoke them. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. <laughs> it'd be hard to keep up with the youngins, but you know it's important for bands like Hatebreed, you know, that have that rep. Yeah. To, to put on for the youngsters. Well, I mean, metal really hasn't been along or been around that long in the mm-hmm. scheme of things. So it's like, you know, what's the next, you know, I don't know. We're, we're creating, we're paving the future for it. And yeah. Like, so that's important. And you never mm-hmm. know, you know, you got to, those older bands that started, you know, death metal. Yeah. Know, they're still around. Like when they're gone, it's who knows what it's going to be like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an important point. So what was the first, Chase, you mentioned, like, it, it's it's awesome to be, you know, on the road with these bands that you've looked up to. What was the first time where you were like, holy sh-? Was there like a holy sh- moment? Was it that Cannibal Court tour? Or <laughs> it, like- probably. I mean, we had been touring, uh, that was in 2017. We started touring. 15. Yep. Um, we had met Alex Webster. We nice. were, it was our first package tour was right around the time that our first record came out on Relapse. It was mm-hmm. in the fall of 2016. It was uh skeleton witch headlining yeah with iron reagan oathbreaker and us we were the first yeah. of four bands um I, did it come up here yeah it, did. Yeah, it was at, at the highline High yep. yeah r.i.p yeah, yeah. so that was Great our venue. first like package tour mm-hmm. we had done our own tours before but that was the first one um and we did that at alex webster in portland and i remember being at the show and we were all like is that Alex Webster? Right. So we went up and talked to him, and uh, I went to give him a CD, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I don't, I don't want it. I already, I already have it." And oh, I was kind of like, cool. "Oh, he's just being nice." Yeah. But then he was like, "Yeah, I like this song. I like this part of this song." And I was like, "Oh, he, he actually, he actually does listen to it." Yeah. And then we, uh, a couple months later, we got the, uh, we got the call to, you know, or, or the email to. Yeah. The, offer from cannibal corpse to do this Mm -hmm. tour and we were like yeah of course um and then later on on the tour we found out that it was alex that he was like hey i want i i wanted to bring you out and at that point just the the touring that we had done he was like i know that you guys i've you know we've heard that you guys are good to tour with that you're on time and um that you're a good live band or whatever it is so like that goes a long way and that's always been part of our band is just to be like super easy to tour with be on time like just be on the ball so it, it goes a long way yeah it's like what you said before i remember you told me he said i saw you guys he's like you came two or three times <clears throat> in the same year to portland yes and he was like i don't see young bands like hitting it that hard yep and so he was like i wanted to give you guys a shot to tour with us you know that yeah. was part of it you know i thought that was cool like he, he's he's watching the field and like yep. you know giving opportunities he knows he knows what he has you know he can offer people yeah which is cool so he's they're they're all great guys and for to the bands that that have worked to get to that, it's, it's, just it's like not just like you put out a single and get some hype, and then now yeah. you're on a camera. He no. saw you put in the work. Well, they know you have. You know, I mean, you can get big overnight, but like in the end, if you want to have a career, mm-hmm. it's it's hard work and it's baby steps and it's grinding. You know? Yeah. So I always thought that was cool. Absolutely, and that's something you guys have in common with all the bands. Like, so all the support bands on this tour, Dying Wish has oh, been yeah. on tour. <laughs> 
12, like 11 out of the 12 months. Uh, Body Snatcher played Seattle three times in the past year, basically. Like, it's just like all these bands and, and Hatebreeds, you know, obviously noticed that. So yeah. that's cool. It's awesome. So um, one thing I, I, I have to ask is, is um, you know, so I've seen Gate Creeper a few times. You guys are the newish members. You guys have been with the band for a while. But tell us what was uh, and and uh, I believe it's just you two that are the oh three okay. So what what was it like bringing uh, <clears throat> jumping aboard the Gate Creeper ship? And had you guys been friends, or how'd you guys uh, you know get the call, or what was that like? Uh, I was first in twenty twenty, I believe. Yeah, right before. Yeah, my other band, Judiciary, we did it. Judiciary, oh, yeah, thank you. with Exhumed. Yeah. Yeah. And then that tour they needed to fill in. So if at first it started off as that, they're like, Would you want to fill in for us next year? And then it kind of just slowly like worked out. That's cool. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Um yeah, it was really cool for me because uh I had been a fan of the band since they started. I went to some of their first shows. Yeah. And like, you know, I was like seventeen at the time, like when they first started. Yeah. And to be like watching them on the come up to like where they are now and then you know one day like chase just texted me and was like hey man like you want to give it a shot you know it was really really cool yeah so um yeah and like we all just mesh really well and you know yeah. it just feels really natural it's really yeah. cool because me me matt and eric we started the band when mm -hmm. when we started the band it was just us three. Oh, okay and, like our first ep we recorded it was just the three of us um and then you know over time there's been a couple people in the guitar and, and yep. bass spots um but now it's like we're the we're the older older guys and yeah. these guys are younger so it's like bringing in some new blood and it's i think it's it's helped all of us to have some 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 younger people in that are maybe not as jaded as us sure you know it's like Soulfly <laughs> bringing in his son you know uh do you guys ever see Max around? Yeah. You guys are from Arizona, so you guys see Max once in a while? Like, yeah, he comes to our shows. shows. That's he's, sick. He's one of those people that just pops up. Yep. You know, like, just throw him on the list and maybe you see if... You don't know if he's coming or not, but he definitely... He's he's a huge... Like, you're talking about Trevor. Max is a person that's always putting on for new bands. And mm -hmm. um, I think being from Arizona, too, he's specifically, you know, made an effort to, to keep our name in his mouth. You yeah. Know? That, that we we got Chris Barnes here, but he doesn't show up too often to shows. <laughs> he 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 kind of just stays in his house and smokes his weed. I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our, our boy Chris. <laughs> uh, uh, guys, so um, the year's almost over, but uh, what uh, are you guys going to be working on a record? Are you guys like yeah. yep. okay? That's what I would assume. So you guys are probably going to have to like have. I would assume like we can't accept any more tour offers. Exactly. Just like let's write a record right yeah, literally what's yeah okay I mean, we've been working on we've been working on it for probably two years mm -hmm. we've just been writing kind of at our own pace but uh, in, in, over the past six months i would say we were like all right let's really get it been writing kicking into overdrive yeah um, but we have like like you said for the first six months of next year we're like we have to block this off we had to do that for our last record too for deserted because you know we're in a position where you know a lot of we get a lot of tour offers yeah and if we just accept everyone we're never we'll never yeah. have time to do a yeah. record so we have to kind of make like a take a hard stance and be like th during this time period we just have to dedicate it for the record just uh, don't open the emails because it'll be too like yeah. hard to like read those ones you have to turn down it's yeah hard to stop for sure so um 
we we've been working on it a lot and for the first six months of next year that's what we're going to be doing that's and awesome. hopefully getting it getting it done yeah yeah and this will be your first album on nuclear blast yeah which is huge yeah you know, label mates with you know Everybody, Everyone. everybody, <laughs> in flames, you know, like yeah, all the so Meshuggah or you know, past Meshuggah, but you know, like seriously, like that, is, that's a uh, game changer right there. Therion, there you go. Therion with Therion, Cradle, Cradle. I saw you guys post pictures this past year. You guys were at Hellfest, right? Yeah. yeah. So, what's a day like at Hellfest when you're, you know, who are you seeing? Kiss, Judas Priest, like it, Nine Inch Nails? Is it just like spring. it's just like a hot topic wall of it's, like every band you want to yeah. see? It's um, awesome. It, it's it's just over very overwhelming. Yeah, um, and also very hectic. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it seems like you'd be able to go there, and there's like even if you look at the lineup for your own day, you're like, oh, I'm going to see all these other bands. But once no. you're there, it's like hurry up and wait every second. Yep. Like get to the stage. Yep. All right, you don't you have a green room for one hour, so get in there, and then okay, you guys got to leave. Another band's got to go in there. It was during a heat wave. It's oh my god, so hot. It's 103 with no fans. Or wow. Anything. No ice. Yeah, no ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was hectic. It was Jesus. cool, but and it was also a thing where the the tour that we did for Europe that summer, there was a lot of festivals. Mm-hmm. So we were in a van, but um, some of the ones we had to fly to, to go to one of the festivals and then fly yeah. to another festival. So that was like we had to get in there super early and then fly out that day. So mm-hmm. we didn't even get to hang out for the whole night. And then you're trying to... Do what you, you know. Get ready for the show. Yeah. Pack your stuff up. You got to eat. But there's, we're always on the move. We were always on the move, especially that day. That's what I remember. It was a fun day though, and especially for us, like we're still, we're still fans of music. Yeah. So we still get excited to meet new people or like people. You're not above to. geeking out over these. No, of yeah. course. And yeah. you try to you try to keep it to a minimum. You sure, don't want to sure. bum anybody out. Yeah. But for sure. Like I ran into Harley from Chromags, and that was kind of oh, crazy. Man. I saw him at catering, just being yep. a wild man. Yep. Uh, the next day we had a flight to uh, Copenhagen, I think, because we were playing Copenhagen nice. the next day. And I was on the plane with Gene Hoagland, legendary wow. drummer Gene Hoagland. Yeah. And then I, Gene Hoagland sat right behind me. And then a few rows up, Braun Daler from Macedon was sitting. Wow. Was Gene Hoagland doing Fear Factory? Or was no, he, doing he was with Dark uh, Angel? Death to Death All, to I think. Death to All, the, okay. The cool. act he was That's doing sick. Europe with at that time. But, so it's cool to just run into these people that we've looked up to for years. And they're your but, peers now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a humbling experience, but also it's something that we're trying to get used to yep. being you know comfortable in that space. Like we're we have arrived. We're, Act like you've been there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Act like yeah, we belong. And and like you were talking about earlier, like there's a lot of definitely legacy bands that they keep their ear to what's new. Yeah. But there's a lot that aren't, and that might mm-hmm. not just because they're super busy. But I feel like when we were playing those festivals with a lot of bigger bands, that was the first time that they we were on their radar. So that's yeah. radar. So, like the guys from Mastodon, they yeah. were all like, "You guys were like, they were like, you guys were sick. Like, mm-hmm. what's up with you guys? Like, um, I met Nurgal." That's cool. Um, yeah, but, like I feel like that it kind of legitimized us as as their peers for yeah. and maybe put us on the radar of a lot of bands that um, kind of just operate on the festival circuit yep. or whatever. And that we were playing with them and that was their first time to see us. So that that's cool too. And not to mention the thousands of people that we're playing to. You know, absolutely. So you see, so you guys got to experience the like full Euro like to, the, the the festival touring circuit. Who yeah. had the best catering? <sighs> One in the Netherlands. Remember the scenic shoes catering? The scenic shoes pretty cool. The vegan, insane. the vegan gruel. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. We 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 did a lot of the we 
We probably did what, like eleven festivals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, Eric told me that I remember we were sitting at catering in Hellfest and it was hotter than <laughs> than hell. It was it was it was probably like one hundred twenty degrees in the catering thing because they yeah. didn't, they didn't. It was like a heat wave that weekend and they weren't prepared for it, so it was just it was awful. But we were sitting there eating and they had like hamburgers and hot dogs and pizza. And yeah. Like, and Eric's like, man, this is the best food I've had all tour. And we were probably only like what, like a week and a half, two weeks into tour, so it hadn't been very long. But come to figure out, all the uh, all the catering people were Americans, so okay, so that was probably why it was your favorite. <laughs> they hooked you up with the, the ratio yeah. of bread to meat was perfect. Nice. I was I was thinking about that one in the Netherlands. They took us to that like library type place, and then, like an emperor was walking around. Yeah. And we were like, what? oh yeah. But cool. they served us up like a, like oh, a couple course meal. Yeah. Wow. Um. But we're going back next year. So there's like, you know, a couple months of the summer where there's just festivals. Yep. Um, so we did like the June and July ones, but we're going back next year. We're going to do like the August. Festivals. You do Vakken? Um, I think that that's during that time frame, but you know, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's announced right now, but sure, that's the offer. Party San, yeah. um, yeah, Bloodstock, <laughs> Bloodstock. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, every, Vulcan, yeah, Vulcan. You, you can go over there and play, you know, like three different festivals in one yeah. weekend. Yep. Do a couple club shows. So we, we got to do one block of them and we're going, going back to do the next block of them next year. You think there'll ever be a time where like the United States can have the infrastructure to do something? I mean, we have like the Radio Rock Fest, so they call it the Red State Rock yeah. Fest, like the Welcome to Rockville and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the Monster but Energy Festival. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you'll get like a Turnacell or Knock Loose on there, but mm-hmm. like it's not the extreme. They got the one in the Cave in Rock. It's it's called like Full. Uh, they have, there's like one, and it's a little smaller, but Full Terracell. Yeah, yeah. Think, <laughs> or yeah, but do you think well, there'll ever be? that infrastructure to do that in the United States or is it just I think the metal it's we're still growing the metal community here mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people culturally in Europe like metal's very I don't want to say it's mainstream but like it's a lot more popular there among like I mean Demi Borgir was like sure. went platinum there for sure <laughs> you know? so they have a they have a different culture there and a different market for it mm-hmm. I mean I think here in the US we've got up until recently we had what um we have Psycho Las Vegas on yep. the West Coast Maryland and Maryland Death Fest. And that's kind of like the two. Those are almost like cons, like sure. conventions for metal people. Totally. Like, they're not. The festival thing isn't as big here. But I think if we continue to grow the metal audience here in the U.S., eventually we can have that. Because we see that that type of festival for yep. other genres. We just need to build the community for metal to totally. have that kind of stuff. So, Yeah. I think it. I think that it, it also would require some coordination. Oh yeah. To be like so they're not overlapping because right mm-hmm. now there's, you know, there's sometimes a multiple festivals in different parts of the country, but they're mm-hmm. like the same weekend. Yep. Or whatever it is. So, not only do we probably not have enough people throughout the country to go to those because yep. now that the few that there are, there's just people travel to it. Sure. You know? Sure. The distances uh, are smaller yeah. too in Europe. But we've. We've played Psycho Las Vegas twice now. We just played it this year, and it's, yep. that one's super fun. Yeah, um, and we're going to play the Lamb of God Cruise. Yes, yeah, that's what I cruise. wanted to mention. Yeah, You're playing yeah. the Lamb of God Cruise alongside Hatebreed, Dying Wish, God forbid, reuniting for that yeah, one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Have you guys done any cruises yet? No, that's yeah, the first no. one. That's kind of the new thing. That's kind of the new, the legacy band. Yes. Cruise, but this, this is going to be our first one. Not the Weezer cruise, <laughs> or the Sugar Ray cruise. <laughs> the 311 cruise. You guys get the Lamb of God. Yeah, Definitely the coolest true. cruise. So okay. you got to hang out with Ricky Rackman from Headbangers. Oh, hell yeah. Dude. And Joss will be there. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Jose from SiriusXM. We got yeah. Ricky Rackman. We got the big hitters of the, the metal media. Yeah. Yeah. 
We so. did uh, actually. Well, we did not yeah, fest last year. That which was is cool. crazy. The one in Iowa. Yeah, Jesus. Like yeah. that's the not fest. Yeah, so not in Iowa. At that point, I mean, for the U.S., I think that's the biggest festival oh, yeah. we've played. In right, the cornfield. That yeah. was my first tour with the band. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that was my first fest. So sick. Yeah, that was a lot. That was that was an awesome show. Yeah, thirty thousand yeah. people or something. That was a lot. 30,000 maggots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, pul- the maggots are pulsing that day. Yes, dude. <laughs> um, insane, man. So, so uh, I, one question I, I, I got to ask. So, Turnstile just popped up on a Taco Bell commercial. Yeah, they just got nominated for three Grammys. Three Grammys, including a metal Grammy, which is crazy. Uh, mm. So, hard rock Grammy, all that stuff. Uh, if you guys could have the choice of one product or business ooh, ooh. that represented Gate Creeper, that means like you know you get like you know full access to whenever you want, you know, to eat there. Or I asked this from Exhumed, and they laughed and said, "Well, the one that would probably fit would be like Still Chainsaws." You know sure. what I mean? So <laughs> Exhumed, uh, you know, represented by Still Chainsaws. Who would be a good brand partner for Gate Creeper? Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. There you uh, go. For sure. I, I'd do whatever. Pro bono. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pro bono. For Texas Roadhouse. For sure. Every off day we have, that's that's our spot. That's where we have our we family. We love TRH. You'd have to have the characters yeah. of us, though, in each location. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be the payment, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Um, I think just the whole standby, probably Red Bull. Red yeah. Bull, okay. Red Bull. Yeah. Well, I did have the Red Bull hook up, and it almost killed me, so. Jesus. <laughs> um, grinds. Uh, grinds. Coffee, coffee pouches. Coffee pouches. We've been yeah. chewing coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like skull? It's but like, it's, yeah, it's you, like, you, like, dip it. <coughs> it's it's, it's coffee snooze. So why, why do you chew it? Right. Grinds. It gets you jacked up. Yeah. Damn, dude. I, I, I would go for a sponsorship yeah, with them. Yeah. Coke Zero. Yeah. Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Yeah. So nice, yeah, dude. Red Bull for sure. Uh, something also practical in the same realm as Pedialyte. Oh, yeah, dude. Been, Absolutely. We, actually, it was it was on tour with Knock Loose. Yeah. The first tour we did back, and they come to, to Pedialyte. Drink a Pedialyte before you play. I've, it's It actually is helpful, very helpful. Yeah. So if we... You know, do a PD light campaign and say it's not just for babies; it's for <laughs> for rockers, rockers too. too. Yeah. yeah, that's the one thing I got turned on. And my friend, uh, you know, showed me back when I was a kid. Uh, Revolver magazine. Uh, Vinnie Paul had a had a column in there, a Q and A column. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and people were like, you know, how do you? Yeah, eat more. Po- exactly. And and one person asked. Uh, you know, how do you recover, you know, from drinking so much? And he's like, always bring some PD light. You know, I don't know why I did my Phil and Selma voice there, but you know. Oh, it's a game changer. <laughs> we're talking about this earlier. Uh, Crocs. We're all yeah. okay. Yeah. Crocs. Crocs. Yeah. Nice. I've never worn a Croc. I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> no. This is Eric. I've never worn a Croc. So Eric, <laughs> you are bad. known as the darkest cowboy. Yeah. Can you give us a like? So if you were a wrestler, would you? Would that be your gimmick? The darkest cowboy. It's Can you tell? It's more of a lifestyle. Break it down. <laughs> What's the darkest cowboy? The darkest cowboy. Well, um, I don't know. I'm from Arizona. Mm-hmm. I have a degree in rangeland management. Okay. So I can uh, stalk your cattle. Nice. Um, I work still when I want to out on ranches and stuff. Wow. I'm not, I'm not a cowboy by any means. Yeah. But these guys started calling me the dark cowboy at one time, so <laughs> I just kept it. But I don't know. I just love that stuff. I love Arizona, and I think it's a cool place. And, uh, yeah. So if I was ever a wrestler, I'd definitely embrace that. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. Matt, was it a Corey? Caesar Rise that I think he originally did the dark he, he coined him the dark cowboy yeah, correct me been. if I'm wrong yeah shout out Corey Ryle yeah gave him the nickname is that, a, is that my origin story yeah I think Something so like yeah that. 
That's the first time I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, let's just go with that. So, so we obviously know, you know, Brody King, wrestler for AEW. Yeah. Oh, We've yeah. had Colin Young do some songs for AEW. You know, if you guys ever got asked, like, hey, would you write a song for a wrestler? Would you guys be down? Oh, Absolutely. of course. Yeah. yeah. Nice, uh, dude. Corpse Grinder and I have, um, we practiced in Mexico, remember? Yeah. We, sl- we slammed Rippy. We were going to have a tag team called Los Gordos. Nice. <laughs> and uh, it's still in the works and stuff. I can't really say much, but, um, but you know, that could be something that pops up in the future. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that when you're in, you want to work a little bit, you do that. Is it? Are you guys almost to the point where this can be your full-time job, or do you guys kind of all have side hustles? It, it, it just recently got to the Killer. point. Um, that's awesome. We... So that's why, you know, we've been touring this past year more than we ever have before because now everybody, like, this is their starting, – starting the band, we are all – you know, we are all just – especially me, Matt, and Eric, you know, yeah. we're – when we started the band, we were in our late 20s already. So it's kind of late in comparison to some other bands. So we are living adult lives, you know, sure. working full-time jobs. Pay rent, pay mortgage, yeah. whatever you got to do, yeah. So slowly over time, uh, we – you know, we, we could only tour as our jobs allowed. Matt can tell you about his experience with, with, with working full time. And, um, but just recently we've all kind of made the jump of our, let's do this full time. It's, it's not fully just the band, but I think all of us have other ways, other things that we're doing. Um, maybe not full time jobs, but you know, part time gigs or gig work, you know, whatever, People have driven for Uber before, yeah. or you know, I do graphic design stuff mm-hmm. and whatever um, to make to make the ends meet. But just recently, I would say in the last year or two, is that everybody's kind of doing it full time. Yep. At that point, where you're just like, all right, five dollars more for t-shirts, it's going up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just <laughs> gas prices. Yeah, exactly. But Matt, why don't you tell them about your experience? Well, I've I quit my job. I had worked for Costco for about almost for 15 years. That's a good career. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of people get stuck in that culture. It's hard to walk away from it for a lot of people, but it was always, it was always flexible for me when the band, because I always had it in my mind that I was going to do music eventually. So I was never full time. I always worked part time because I was always able to manage, you know, to convince one of my managers to give me an extra two weeks of vacation or something. But over time, as things snowballed, and especially as we were preparing to come back after the pandemic, I just knew the schedule was going to be too much, and I didn't want to have to worry about begging my boss for an extra yeah. week or two here here and there. And I kind of just, you know, I I sold some stocks. I cashed in a little bit of my 401k, not all of it, but some of it. And I just kind of had a little nest egg for my transitionary period, and this is all I've been doing since we came That's back. Cool. It's just been going on tour. We haven't, you know, we're going to be home for the longest I've been in over a year coming up after this tour but we've been busy all year so it's i've just been you know pretty smart with my money i live pretty pretty simply sure i have a pretty minimalist life but i mean that's a big step dude that's that is a big step because like they're they're like you know that is like you know a good career and 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 that's a company that values their employees and it's like you know that that is very comfortable you could get very you know and and you know it could always be something that you know you you have that you know stability but that's a big step and you know but it's not it's not rock and i don't want exactly maybe it wasn't my dream to go work at costco for my exactly so now that i have this opportunity we'll see what happens in the future but i'm Mm -hmm. not i have i don't regret it in in any way shape or form that's a big step uh, 
you know, I'll see what happens, but I don't, I wouldn't want to miss this opportunity. For you any, can always go back to exactly. That. I can always go back to being a regular jack off, but right now, <laughs> there you go. I'm a, I'm a rocker. So yeah, nice. Dude. Do. you keep in touch with any of your coworkers? Like, hey, come check out my yeah, gigs. Yeah, no, all, I have a lot of friends from Costco. That's and cool. A lot of my bosses and everything throughout the years have been super supportive. Yeah, I have, and I worked for that company for a long time at several different locations, and I do have a lot of friends, good people that work there, and they've yeah. they've supported me through all these years. So. I've got a lot of support from them over the years, and I still keep in touch with them and I'm very grateful for them. So Nice, dude. Well, you, you ever notice that people wear like the – I see like it's almost like a streetwear thing. Like, kids wear Kirkland Signature T-shirts now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a new, new Carhartt. It's totally Kirkland Signature brand, dude. It's so funny. But, you know, I got to say, dude, the hot dog and the soda combo, dude, <laughs> yeah. like 125, 150. I can't beat that some days. Yeah. Yep. It's great. Uh, guys, okay, so, you know, winding down here, uh, my last question for everyone, and, and Chase, feel free to jump in if you have any, you know, I've asked you this a couple times, so I try not to punish you too much, but if you want to, you know, answer with, you feel free, but guys, Eric, let's start with you. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. Um, I have, <laughs> I have a burn on my arm. Okay. And we were doing like a, a long time ago, we were like acting all creepy to freak these people out at a party sure we were like there's these people and we were like acting like me and my friends are acting like we were like worshiping satan oh yeah and and we had like this sword and these candles and like to to go all the way with the joke i put the sword in the fire uh, the flame these people were like who are these who are these people in this <laughs> these guys are really satanic and i just like burned my arm with it <laughs> and you could smell it <laughs> just, okay darkest but, cowboy yeah this this little scar <laughs> i told my mom that i burned it working on my car Dude. But really, I was she's listening. I was worshiping Satan. Living the gimmick. Yeah. Um, I have a scar on my knee from a uh, skateboarding when I was like ten years old. Okay. Uh, it was pretty deep gash, and uh, I was bleeding quite a bit. And it's actually kind of sick because um, after like I went back into my house, like I didn't clean it up. I just let the blood just like roll down my leg and I put out Wait and Bleed by Slipknot. <laughs> and I was like, damn, dude, this is what this song is all about. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And how about you, man? Uh, I have a scar on my left knuckle from the first tour back we did after after pandemic was with Knock Loose. and. Uh-huh. I think we were all, at least for me, I was I was kind of coming back into playing live and like yeah. having my confidence back. And I I I like to get pretty wild when I play, anyways. But I guess this particular night I got really wild and I punched my hi hat with my hand instead okay. of a stick, which is what most drummers use to hit the hi hi hats. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, most of the time. I didn't notice until after the show, but I had my hand was covered in blood, Jesus, and my stick and everything was covered in blood. And I was like, what happened? And I looked and I had a really big gash on my on my uh on my knuckle and it took, it took the whole tour even longer to heal but it's finally finally healed but the big scar there still so wow <laughs> damn um i actually have a scar on my right wrist it's kind of big but i was like 10 i think we we're playing hide and go seek in my parents backyard and the window was base so i was just like booking it running away from someone just went straight through it straight through huge it, i went inside the house i was like ah freak i was just more in shock yeah. But it was like my arm was half the size as it was now, and the scar was like that big. God damn. So it was like, yeah, I was terrified. I was like, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> it was like bleeding like crazy. But damn, yeah, I still have it. It's brutal. That's, that's my biggest problem. I don't, I don't think you've ever asked me this question before. Really? Okay. I don't think so. Let's go. Um, I, uh, I have two big scars on my arm from breaking my arm skateboarding, but I do. I have a scar on my face from um, I was at a family camp that my family, and, like, 
immediate family and extended family used to go to in Utah. It's like a Mormon family camp. Okay. And where you do like activities, you like yeah. stay in cabins. Um, and me and my cousin were taking turns. There was kind of a creek and we were jumping across. And I was trying to jump across and I slipped and I tried to get footing on like a mossy rock. Mm-hmm. And I slipped and hit my face on another rock. And so it was kind of secluded a place. So my uncle, who is a dentist, eventually they brought me up to this kind of like main cabin and my uncle laid me out on the coffee table and gave me stitches with a fishing hook and fishing line. Whoa. <laughs> so we were there for like a week. That was at the beginning. And by the, at, at the end, he cut it, cut the stitches out. But, Damn. Yeah. You know. That's awesome, dude. That's great. Wet, hot American summer morning style. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Shout out Aspen Grove. Shout out Aspen Grove. There's a lot of scars. Dude. Yeah, that was... When you, when, when we were, remember when we were uh, steaming the banner? Oh, yeah. We were, we, someone, like, put the banner away wrong, so it's all, like, messed up. Sure. You know? Like, it yeah. has to be, like, flat. And, like, Chase was like, hold it, and I'll steam it. And, like a hand steamer. And, yeah, and, like, just, like, went through it and just, like, burned, like, melted oh. my stomach, and my, like, skin turned into gel. Jesus, dude. Sick. That's cool. <laughs> right of death metal Chase laid me out and he put stitches with uh, fishing line. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Guys, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go, you know, if you're hearing this, the show's already happened and it was amazing, dude. I did like 20 stage dives. Hey, Bree, tonight. Uh, but, you know, if you're listening to this somewhere else, definitely check out this tour. Definitely check out uh, Gate Creeper, uh, Unexpected Reality, all their past records and the record that they're about to, to, to start writing and recording. Um, guys, any final words for the Northwest audience? Happy to be back. Nice. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for all the support over the years. And yeah. we're excited to be back. Right on. I love dicks. There yeah, you go. Hey. I, I want to eat a bag of dicks later. Nice. <laughs> all right. Let's get it. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.